And welcome in to in-game chat. I am very loud, and I'm turning myself down. I am still very loud. I'm bringing myself down a little bit there, so I don't. Uh, there we go. That was louder than what I was expecting. Kind of still is, but anyway. I hope you're. Hope I'm not blowing you out over there, everybody listening in, especially on the stream. I think you're okay on the radio, uh, but if you're on the stream, might be. Just a tad bit loud. I'm not sure. Anyway, welcome into the show. uh, In-game chat for Saturday, October the 28th, 2023. It is season 17, episode 36. And I am Scott RJ, out of town this weekend. Over in Atlanta. uh, For a convention thing going on over there. So that is where he is. Uh, Batman Brian says that I sound fine, which uh, thank you so much because I have no idea what that sounds like on your guys' ends of things. I know how it sounds in my headphones, pretty good. I see over there that I'm getting into the red of uh, of the stream there, so hopefully that's not too bad. I don't know what you guys are feeling. Oh, yeah, I forgot to do this last week. I do not want to forget this week. So there we go. Ah, uh, yes. Anyway, I have reached out to Duke... To maybe join us in Discord, um, I'll be keeping an eye on that to see if he pops in, but uh, so far, nothing yet. Uh, it, it shows that he is currently playing City Skylines 2, which uh, I really wish I was playing that right now as well. Not like right now, obviously, I'm doing the show, but uh, I really wish that um, I just, I, I'm not there with it yet. I wish he would pop on so we could talk about it because I'd like to see how his experience has been. There has, uh, there's been some uh, issue, good and bad, with the game. A lot of people are playing it and they've got some, you know, some issues with it. However, apparently, Colossal Order, the developers behind the game, are just, you know, plugging away at trying to fix the performances of, or the performance of the game. And how well it runs. Uh, they have this priority thing that they're working on. So right now it is performance. After that, it'll move into like animations and things like that. But right now it is strictly on performance and trying to get that 
uh, up and running and uh, and going for the game. So we'll get into that a little bit later on because there are there's there's news in which to uh, in which to discuss with that, which is mostly what we're going to be covering today is news. Uh, as far as games that I played, not much. More of uh, Cyberpunk for me. And that is about it. Uh, Cyberpunk is about the only thing that I've been playing. I have some demos. Did I get some demos or did I get some games? I might have, actually might have gotten some actual game codes um, that I have not either. I haven't redeemed them yet just out of time. Or I have redeemed them and I haven't played anything. I know I got uh, the... Christmas Carol game, Ebenezer, and uh, oh god, I've forgotten. I've forgotten. I've already forgotten what the title is. Wait a second. I have Steam. Why don't I just look at my Steam and then I can tell you what it's uh, what it's called there. Um, god, I got a few. I got a few games actually. Uh, it works better on the website than it does on the app. I should have remembered that from last week. When I was trying to do that. In fact, there's my games. Let me just pull that up. Works a lot better. Uh, Bama Brian says, I heard the frame rate on the menu screens is terrible unless you disable some settings in Skylines 2. There's a whole, there, there was a video that was released where uh, some guy went through and one of the YouTube streamers went through, uh, had multiple video cards, which by the way, the game is video card reliant. In other words, the bottleneck doesn't happen because of your CPU. Your CPU does have, you know, uh, it has connect, some connection to the performance. But for the most part, it is going to be your, uh, it's going to be your GPU. It's going to be your graphics card. Uh, so we went through and did a ton of tests with graphics cards. And basically found that there are like four or five general steps you got to do uh, in order to get this thing to kind of run smooth. And it is turn off VSync. And there's a couple of other things to disable. <laughs> I can't remember. I have things bookmarked for this game whenever I get around to it. <clears throat> I don't know if you're like me. But uh, I have, you know, a feed where where we get all our news and stuff. I have, a, you know, one of those feeds. Uh, I, I really miss Google Reader. But I will tell you, Feedly works fantastic. Um as a replacement for that. And I don't ever want to see it go away like Google reader did. But anyway, so, you know, I'll get little news articles and things like that that pop up and it's like, here's the five things you need to do with that. Or it's forum post or something. It's like bookmark, 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 or, or read later or whatever the case is. I save all that stuff for when I, I have, uh, so I have an interactive map of the Spider-Man Two New York, uh, for whenever I get around to playing that on PlayStation five, it's a very, it's an interactive map. So I can, kind of check off all the things that I've done or see where different things are, what's what's going on. Uh, but I knew that I was like, hey, that could come in handy later on. Bookmark it for later. So that's what I did. Um, and yes, every other time I have trouble sh- signing in, AC Wraith. That's exactly right. Uh, so what did I... P- oh, this is only going to tell me perfect games. I didn't know I had that. What are pr- Oh, perfect games are games that you've gotten all of the achievements for. I have four. And if Duke signs on, Steve, then uh, he would laugh at that. Uh, I have four games that I have perfected. Uh, the Room being one of them. Love that series of games. I would imagine The Room 2, 3, and the rest of them would be on there, but I don't think I've started playing those, or if I have, I haven't finished them. Uh, to the Moon is another one. 
Uh, I would highly recommend anybody to play To the Moon. Uh, very, very, really good game. Really good story. Really good emotional game. To the Moon is, uh, I think it's part of a series. I don't necessarily know how much th- they are connected outside of the developer and outside of kind of the gameplay style. But To the Moon is really worth your time. If you like a good story game, then To the Moon is something you should look at. Uh, I it's only, it's only one achievement, by the way, in that game. So, uh, And I imagine it's some... What is the achievement, I wonder? Okay, yeah, just play the game. That's it. Just play the game and you'll get the achievement. But I will tell you, it took four, basically four hours. So there's something else to, to look at. The room, again, I have five out of five achievements in that one, 100%, and that was 85 minutes time played. These are quick and easy type games that, you know, not only will you get the achievements, but they're, they're quick games that you can get through. Um, but To the Moon's really, really good. Danger Zone, uh, I have. I did not know I had all the achievements in Danger Zone. That is made by Three Fields Entertainment, the same group that uh, sort of splintered off from Criterion, uh, makers of Burnout and stuff, and kind of went off and made Dangerous Golf, and then they made Dangerous Zone. And now they're making Recreation, I think is what it's called. Rec spelled with a W. Um, and that's for THQ Games. I think it comes out next year at some point. We've seen little drips of it here and there, but I'm not. Mm, I, I need to see more of that. They, so far, they haven't shown off anything really that's attracted me to it. Nothing screams this is burnout or this is the next evolution of what we've been working on. I don't. I don't get that from from anything they've shown so far, but. Uh, but I'm still curious about it, and I will still be curious about it and interested in it. AC Wraith says, To the Moon in 2011 was followed by Finding Paradise in 2017. And uh, if I'm not wrong, AC Wraith, there was a third game uh, that, was, that came out after that. I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember when it was actually released. And I don't even remember. It may not have even been connected to that. It may have just been To the Moon and Finding Paradise, and then they released a third game at some point. I don't remember. Um, but anyway, looking at my uh, games, all it shows is recently played. I can look at all games. Oh, there. No, never mind. Uh, it says playtime. Uh, I have Railgrade downloaded at home. I have not tried to play that yet. Um, but that was another one that I got a code for. It is a train simulator uh, type thing. So. I say it's a train simulator. It's not necessarily, it's a, well, here, let me click on it. I can tell you what it does. Uh, Railgrade on Steam is a train resource management game. Construct dense virtual railroads, build cities, construct vast factory chains with train automation. Restore an off-world colony's economy, all in the story-driven campaign. It's got mostly positive right now. It released on October 13th of uh, this year. And... Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, in that description, if you know me, you know, if you've listened to the show long enough and you know, you know, what, uh, what sparks my interest there, then all of what I just said was like, yeah, it sounds like something you'd play. Exactly. Uh, But anyway, yeah, I've got a couple of games that, uh, 
I really haven't gotten to, but I do. I have them right now. And yeah, Thar sixty six. You need a Kleenex. You need Kleenex tissues for uh, to the moon. Yeah, I agree. It was. Uh, you know, I mentioned that it's very emotional. Very, really, really good story. It really is. I wasn't expecting it from where from what it was doing. It was odd. Um, playing the game, I didn't get a sense of emotion until really towards the end of it. I mean, yeah, you get attached to the characters and stuff, but not the the tug to your emotions doesn't really hit until later in the game. Um, so, yeah, but it's really good. Four and a half hours, not even that. And that's me playing the way that I play. Probably even quicker for most others. Something you'd enjoy. I feel. So, look into that. I haven't even gone over the intro here. If you'd like to get in touch with us, our phone number is 334-272-9228. Check out ingamechats.net for all the links to get in touch with us. You can find us on Twitter at ingamechat. You can also find us on Facebook there. Uh, email us, everyone, at ingamechat.net. We are streaming right now with that camera. And I don't know how that looks. Uh, looking at the screen that's in front of me to see how that looks. It seems choppy, but I don't know what it looks like for you guys who are streaming it. Hopefully it's coming through uh, nice and clear. I'm using uh, one of Joey's cameras, uh, another guy that works on the station. I'm using one of his cameras here um, to uh, to stream with. And I figured, you know, I'll get it all set up. I did. I'm, I'm hoping it's looking good. I don't know, but... There we go. So, yeah, we're streaming right now on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv and uh, type in in-game chat up at the top. You'll be able to find us. Click on that. You can watch. You can join us in the chat room. You can join us on Discord if you'd like to and even talk to us through Discord if you want to do that as well. Like I said, sent something out to Steve to see if he would like to join us and talk, and especially talk about uh, City Skylines. Uh, would really, really like to hear his opinion on that since he is playing it. And it is a game that I do want to eventually get to, and I will eventually get to. Um, but I kind of want some of those kinks worked out at the moment. This is, it honestly shouldn't be as demanding as it is. I think they're working on that to make it not as demanding as what it is. Um, because if you really want something demanding, I would like to direct your attention over to Alan Wake 2 that released this week. Alan Wake 2 being uh, talked about as being the most, um, I want to say tech- technically advanced game. I don't think that's the right way to put it, but possibly the most technically demanding game, I suppose, if you want to run it like max specs 4K type stuff, you need... Uh, the top of the top of the line on pretty much everything in your box on a PC to make that thing look good. But you don't necessarily need that. You don't always need a game to to do all of those things. Uh, City Skylines is a great example of that because the developers even said we never were aiming for 60 frames per second. We don't feel like a city builder needs 60 frames per second. In a way, I kind of agree with that. You're not doing a lot of, you know, fast twitch type gaming sort of thing. You're not, uh, it, it's, it's easy on the eyes. I, I will tell you watching, um, YouTube videos, uh, that are in 60 FPS, um, or even higher than that. 
there's this fluidity that comes with it. And I really like playing in 60 frames per second if I can get that. But I kind of agree that your city builder doesn't really need that. I'm okay with that. So they're not really aiming for that 60 frames per second benchmark on this thing. 30 is fine. But even at 30, the demand that is needed just to get that. And, and, and not only that, but just to get it at 1080p. Again, I don't have a 4K screen on my computer. I don't, you know, I got a 4K, a 4K TV that I play on console, but the console version of this isn't coming out until next year. Uh, we're back to City Skylines again, if you're following along how my brain works. Um, the, my computer only goes 1440 on the resolution. Uh, which is, but it's the one. It's a step above. For those that don't know, it's a step above 1080. It's a step below 4K. So it's in. It's you know, it's in between. And trying to get this thing to run good, 1080p, 30 frames per second, has been a chore for a lot of people. Regardless, if, and it only gets worse when the city, when your the population of your city increases. Um, when you start hitting 100,000 people in your city population that starts to make things kind of drag a little bit but like i said we're going to get into that uh, a little bit later on all i played though to go back to that where i started was uh cyberpunk and uh, some marvel snap and stuff like that but really it's just been uh cyberpunk 2077 i wrapped up some uh i guess loose ends on some missions i had to do basically I had apparently done a few missions, and then it's like, hey, you need to go talk to these people. Where it either started a new sort of quest, or started a new quest line, or it wrapped something up. Um, I was able to finally go and pay off some people I owed money to, and also had to go and just do some little, you know, house cleaning things, where you go back and you talk to some characters and stuff like that, just to kind of get it wrapped up. Although the odd thing is, is that my mission list has not gotten any shorter. Uh, it's actually expanded, so um, which is fine. I don't mind having lots to do at any one time. Uh, so that's kind of nice for me. Uh, AC Wraith says, I run games in a 720p window because I'm sitting so close and I like to stream video at the same time. My card is a 1070 and it does it all fine. 1070 would. I mean, especially at 720p, you're, yeah, that's fine. And if you're going to do some streaming and stuff like that, that's, yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, I don't know what... I'm not sure what Steve's got in his box as far as a graphics card. I know we've talked about it, but I have no idea what he's got in his box. Uh, we'll have to find out. If he, if he sees, my, <laughs> if he sees my, uh, all my messages there where I've reached out to him to, uh, to join the show here, uh, I'd like to ask him about that. But speaking of joining the show, uh, let me make sure this works. We have Chris. Hey, Chris, you there? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, buddy. Comes in real nice. Yeah, I didn't even bother trying the phone system. You're perfectly fine, man, because I am looking in the complete opposite direction of the phone. Which, by the way, if anybody does call, just go ahead and call and let it ring and everything else. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put it so that it automatically puts you on hold. And then I can look over there and make sure you're there. And then I can put you on. I don't want to dis, dis, you know, dissuade anybody from calling. Uh, but sure, go ahead. What's going on, Chris? What have you been playing? What's uh, what's happening with you? Well, I've been playing one of the other role-playing games I found last week or so that was on sale for half off for 20 bucks. Uh, the one I bought, the collector's edition of, it's a 
I think it's a Chinese uh, role playing game called Sword and Fairy uh, Together Forever. But I've been going through it and, and playing that one. But I bought the collector's edition physical copy of it and, and was debating about opening it up. But then I saw the digital was on sale a ways back, and I decided I just grab it that and just play it digitally. Yeah. So that's pretty much been it, and watching anime and stuff on the, uh, the Control app with my subscription through that, and you know, back and forth, you know, doing this and that. Sorry, I was getting some water. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so yeah, watching anime and playing the role playing game. Now, is this a role playing game that you were familiar with before you started playing it, or this something that you just kind of bought on a whim, or just had because it was a collector's thing, or what? Yeah, just something I bought on a whim, and and other people reviewed it and said that the series and was good and all, and I just jumped in feet first and have been enjoying it ever since. It's a lot of text and, and reading subtitles, but it, it's got an excellent story to it, so it's, it's been worthwhile playing it. All right, well, good. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's kind of a little different hearing something like that and then having to read subtitles in a, in a, in a major role playing game or like that, where it's all in subtitles and it's you know a foreign language or you have no idea what they're saying and you just have to catch up and it during the major points of the story and. Which I'm glad on, you know, they have options where you can increase the subtitles, uh, size and stuff. And then the major conservations, you, you actually can, you know, you can do one screen at a time so you can at least read everything at your, uh, at your, uh, pace before you go on to the next part of what they're saying. Uh, what, what system are you playing on? PlayStation 5. Okay. I didn't know if it was a PS5 or a Switch game. You may have already said that and I didn't hear you. So apologize about that. All right, Chris. Well, good talking to you again, man. Anything else? No, not much. Just been taking it easy and just finding things to do here and there and, and you know, playing on those. I was thinking about trying to jump back into Diablo again, but seems like my buddies don't feel like playing it or they, they haven't been playing it, so I may do that sometime or I may not. I haven't really decided on if I want to jump back into playing it again. It's odd, man. Diablo 4 like, had a great launch from what I understand, but the lasting power has seemed to seems to have fallen off on that thing. And I, I mean, that's just, that's just from an outsider's perspective. Uh, I just don't hear it brought up much anymore. I heard it, I heard a lot of it brought up pre-release and then not long after release but it didn't take long before the talk of that just kind of completely died down. I, but again, I could be wrong on that since I don't have the game and haven't played it. Yeah, that's the way it kind of feels to me as well. It was there for a hot minute, and then you know the main storyline hadn't changed, and this, you know, this will be season to season is what's going to be changing in the main storyline. So they, whatever they come around from each season to the add to the story and how they change things up, you know, and you have that extra content that's kind of woven into the, the game world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, I've, I'm not there on, on picking that up. Obviously I'll be, it'll be cities two or spider, Spider-Man two or something. Whenever I get around to, before I get around to Diablo at all, probably Baldur's gate, even then before I get around to Diablo. So, well, Chris, uh, good uh, thanks. Good talking to you again, and thanks for joining us. And I hope that uh, you'll join us next weekend as well. So uh, I got 
turned the, uh, the, uh, the phone app and everything on late. So what, what have you been going over uh, since the beginning of the show? Not really. Just talking about City Skylines to the release of that and, uh, you know, how to get your, your, your system running the thing or at least what they're running into problems with. And only mentioning a little bit of cyberpunk that I played. Not much. So uh, not much going over. Uh, in fact, we're about to take our first break of the hour here. All right. Well, I'll see you later then. Y'all have a good one. Take care, man. All right. Bye. See you. We'll be right back with more of in-game chat right after this. We're still continuing with our Halloween theme. And uh, this one's just kind of uh, a bunch of songs that we've used over the years. Uh, I don't know how far back. You'll notice they kind of go in order because basically I took all of our songs <laughs> that we've played over the years and uh, they were listed alphabetically. And I was just going through and I'm like, ah, oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. This sounds great. It's from A Hat in Time. It is called Mafia Town Halloween. And we'll be back with more of in-game chat right after this. Back in to in-game chat. Music from Kingdom Hearts. Obviously, that is Halloween Town, Kingdom Hearts. Welcome back into the show. It, it well, yeah, you're right. Thar sixty six says this sounds like something from Final Fantasy. Well, you're not, you're not, you're not at all off uh, from that. Might as well be, basically, is what we're saying. So, yeah, uh, that is from Kingdom Hearts. Like I said, Halloween Town. All right, jumping into the news that we had going on. I am going to go, I don't know if there's any particular order 
Uh, these are just how I laid them out. <clears throat> so this came out, I think, Friday or Thursday. It kind of goes from most recent to to you know what happened later in the or earlier in the week, I guess you could say. Um, I did not know, and apparently a lot of people did not know that Disney Dreamlight Valley was going to lose the ability to be free to play whenever it launched. It's been in early access since August of last year. I messed around with it. I played with it on the Xbox uh, Game Pass. And I actually kind of stayed with it for a while, and I found, uh, you know, I found exploits and things like that about how you can get money and do all these other things. All you have to do is plant certain crops and do all these things, and it actually worked a lot of the times. But... Uh, uh, it, it just didn't, it, it never stuck with me. It felt like it was time gated too harshly and, uh, you kind of hit a roadblock rather early with unlocking new areas or new characters. And I'm not one to shy away from a time sink because of destiny. Uh, but this one wasn't, and you know, it's interesting. I may need to go back, you know, I just brought up destiny. I may need to go back to a lot of the games that I put some time into, but not a lot of time because I would think, well, I can put time, I can sink time into this, or I could be sinking time into destiny to get my stuff done. I don't have to do that anymore. So I'm curious and wondering if maybe I should revisit Anyway, the early access period is about to end. Um, During early access, those who wanted to immerse themselves, uh, all they had to do was purchase one of three Founders Packs, which gave them access to the game, along with a collection of Moonstones, which is the in-game currency, and in-game cosmetics. Founders Packs, the uh, tiers were the standard, which was 30, deluxe, which was 50, and ultimate, which was 70. Um Game Pass subscribers could enjoy uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley for free, however. Throughout the entirety of the early access period, Gameloft, the developers, or I think that may be the publisher, uh, promised that upon the launch on December 5th, Disney Dreamlight Valley would shift to a free-to-play model. I thought that's what they talked about. That's the weird thing. Like, when they weren't, I was like, wasn't that supposed to be free-to-play? Like, my memory said that, yeah, it's supposed to be free-to-play, so did they change their minds or did I just miss, did I miss that? Uh, you know, I kind of, one of those things where it's like, am I crazy or was this always supposed to be free to play? Um, but they were going to shift to a free to play model with, model with purchasable expansion options. Um, apparently there's an FAQ that is still on the game loft site that reads after early access, we have plans to add paid expansions that will add significant content to the game. These optional expansions will add new content to the base game. However, we are currently focusing on delivering a great, complete experience first. But now, Gameloft says that will not be the case. Instead, there are three launch editions. $40 for the base game, $50 for the physical cozy edition, and a $70 gold edition that includes an upcoming A Rift in Time expansion. Um... As we look ahead to the official launch with the learnings we've gained from early access, we've made the decision to remain a paid game for the foreseeable future. This means we will not make the transition to be a free-to-play game when we leave early access on December 5th. The early access update on the official, or yeah, that read, that's what was on the official website. 
This choice ensures that Disney Dreamlight Valley will be able to continue delivering on a premium game experience for all players. Uh, then they go on to, you know, put more corporate speak in there. Purchases requiring moonstones remain optional. Players will still be able to collect free moonstones via Dream Snaps and chests, or optionally choose to purchase them. Uh, reaction from players have been mixed, with some praising the decision to avoid the messiness that is often standard with free-to-play microtransactions and other lambasting the decision to uh, go back on the year-long promise. I didn't buy it since I was waiting for free-to-play. Guess I'm not buying it ever. Uh, somebody wrote in a reply. Uh, others replying to the official post announcing the update were confused as to how their Founders Edition purchases would carry over to the official game launch. Though the update makes clear that Founders Edition owners will retain access to the game, get all unique cosmetic items from the Gold Edition free of charge, and receive 2,500 Moonstones, it seems that they will have to shell out the $30 for the expansion pack, even if they spent 70 bucks on the Ultimate Edition Founders option. That there's some yeah there's easily a point of contention on that one i'm looking here the gold edition the 70 dollar gold edition is the only one that includes the expansion pass which would get you the rift in time thing um interesting but if you paid for it uh so that's what I'm trying to see. If you paid for the $70 Founders Edition or the Ultimate Edition from the Founders Pack, that's interesting. Okay, a little scummy there. A little scummy on their part in that regard. Um, yeah. But I'm sure it'll go on sale. Uh, Thar66 says they have some shady store tactics like putting the Frozen Girls right on top whenever you open the store so kids want it and ask their parents uh to uh to play them uh somebody wrote on the plus side it's a horrible game with horribly dated graphics and animations and game gameplay straight out of farmville farmville but in 3d walk up to a thing press an interact button wait repeat forever so nobody is missing anything of value if they skip it um then somebody said well you also just described animal crossing and people love that um. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you take a game and you break it down to its basics, you're probably going to be the same thing. You walk up to a thing, you press an interact button, you repeat. It's games. Um, that's how gaming works. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I liked the beginning of the game. Uh, then I felt like I ran into a wall of, well, I gotta, I don't have enough to do this. In, in, felt, in fact, I felt like I had to exploit in order to really make any progress in the game at the rate that I was making. So, I mean, that's on me. Depends on how you play it. And I was not playing it the way that I probably should have been playing it. I was playing it in short bursts. And so in order for me to make any progress in that, I had to exploit... Which again was not I was not doing anything that the game didn't let you do. I wasn't cheating, if that's the case. Uh, I wasn't doing any cheating like that. It was just a way that you could do it. I was also playing on Xbox. Very hard to cheat on the consoles, um, like that. So, and especially with a game like this that is kind of an online type thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I did like it. I do remember liking it, but I just it, it just didn't stick with me. So. What else do we have? We have the finals 
open beta. I only saw a trailer for this just the other day. Maybe I'd seen a trailer earlier, but I only saw a trailer for it just the other day, and I liked what it was. It launched in open beta this week, and it became so popular that developers struggled to maintain capacity. The Finals is a team-based first-person shooter from Embark Studios out of Stockholm. Um, these are ex-DICE developers who worked on the Battlefield series. Uh, they do not have player numbers for Xbox or PlayStation, but the open beta on Steam was the sixth most popular game on their platform with an impressive 132,000 concurrent players. That put it ahead of GTA V, Baldur's Gate Three, Call of Duty, and Battlefield 2042. Uh, in order to safeguard the experience for those that are playing, and as we work to expand our capacity, we'll be in- introducing a temporary login queue. Uh, that's how they were dealing with so many people playing the game. One mechanic that sets the finals apart is destruction within the virtual arenas. Players can alter, exploit, and even destroy the environment in order to get a jump on their opponents or draw them into traps. The narrative setup is a Hunger Games-style televised virtual combat game show with holographic crowds and commentary the open beta runs on pc xbox and playstation 5 xbox x and s by the way playstation 5 and steam until november the 5th if you want to give the final i saw the trailer for it and i was like okay that seems cool nice little team-based um multiplayer type game sort of thing you know most you're not playing against bots you're playing against other teams of three or whatever it was three or four uh people and I'm not sure how many other teams, maybe three teams total that are playing. So I don't know. I kind of like that idea. Uh, it reminds me, and I don't think it was this. It reminds me of whatever Sony showed off months ago, whenever they did their state of play. And it was for their E3. Uh, and there was a section in there where they did their live service games. And one of them was a very heist-specific thing. It's not Payday. It wasn't payday three. It was something else. I don't think it was the finals because I don't. I just don't remember that at all. But it was something where it was uh, basically a group of a team of about three people. I think multiplayer. It's all co-op. A team of three trying to break into a vault, and you were trying to do it before other teams of three did it before you did it. I think or got there before you got there. And it was one of those situations. I'm not sure. Um, but that's what it kind of reminded me of, but I can't remember what the name of that game was. So what else do we have and how much time do we have for it? Well, we can talk about the steam sale going on right now. It is the, uh, steam scream sale going on. Um, what do we have? Uh, it's basically the entire store is, is has sales going on. Um, in fact, uh, Spider-Man Remastered on PC is at 40% off right now. Uh, but mostly, if you go to the homepage of the sale, you're going to see a lot of scary games that are discounted. Um, you can sort by top sellers, most downloaded demos, of course. Uh, there is a demo, by the way, for Crow Country, which is a Silent Hill-inspired game. Uh, I've looked through it. Inscription is down to like 10 bucks. It was 20. It's down to 10. Uh, I'm really kind of curious about that one. Alien Isolation is $14. What else do we have? Uh, Ghost Trick. 
20 bucks down from 30 hunt showdown which i don't really consider horror but maybe it is i don't know control is 10 bucks and that is the ultimate edition of control resident evil 2 is 10 bucks as well down from 40 that's a good deal Uh, Speaking of, by the way, good deals, Epic Game Store, if you have an account there, which if you don't have an account there but you play on PC, get an Epic Game Store account. There's free games over there every Thursday. And whether your computer can run them or not, you can add them to your account for whenever you have the ability to run them. Uh, Last week it was Evil Within. This week it is Evil Within 2. Which reminds me, I need to launch my Epic Game Store and download that title or at least add it to my account i may not get around to playing it ever this i have a weird affliction (laughs) and my affliction is i would say it's collecting things but i've kind of held off on a lot of that uh during the pandemic and stuff uh the whole covid thing changed so much stuff i don't know when the last time i bought a steel book that maybe didn't come. Probably Metroid Dread, I think, had a steelbook with it. There may be another video game that I picked up that had a steelbook with it. Um, but really gone out and been like, ooh, that's a really good steelbook. I got to go out and get that. Hadn't happened. Um, so I don't have a lot of those. Uh, poster sales, yeah, not. It hasn't been great. There's been a few that have popped up from time to time that I've been interested in, but um, it's not like it used to be. Uh, that I can remember. Uh, I haven't, I haven't bought one of these t-shirts in a long time. Um, so yeah, there hasn't been a lot of that video games on the other hand, especially steam games or PC, PC titles, digital titles where, uh, it, nothing actually clutters up a space. It only clutters up the hard drive. And even that it does it. I'm only adding these things to my account. I'm not actually adding them to my, uh, things that I can instantly play at that moment. So I don't install them. I just add them to the account. Now that on my PlayStation, on Xbox, on uh, Switch, which there was another free game giveaway on Switch that I missed again. Uh, that I'll do a lot of. Steam, Epic Game Store. Library is huge. Uh, I just don't have them all installed because I don't have that kind of space. But yeah, I sucker for that one. Just adding games to my Steam account or to my digital uh, library account. So, but yeah, check out Steam's uh, Steam sale going on right now. And don't forget the Steam sale. This ends November the second. It's one of their quicker ones that they're doing. Kind of just running with a holiday theme on it and and going from there. Uh, they do that from time to time. Uh, I think back in, I think in the spring they'll have, you know, a seasonal thing like, Hey, it's the first of spring. Let's have a sale, you know, something like that. Uh, they have the steam summer sale, which is whatever the Christmas sales. Fine. That gives you an idea. It's a holiday sale. It's holidays. People get gift cards, they do, you know, that sort of thing. Summer is just like, yeah, let's throw a sale up. Um, so yeah, they're going to have their black Friday sale, uh, coming up. You know, around that time, it'll last like the weekend of uh, Thanksgiving and stuff. Then they'll do their Christmas sale, which is like a two-week event. I don't know if they'll give away games. I thought they gave away games once when they were doing it. But, again, let me shift my attention back to the Epic Game Store. 
If you're playing games on PC, get a free Epic Game Store account. There are games every Thursday. And when the holidays roll around, for two weeks over the Christmas holidays, they give away a game a day. And it's not a giveaway as in like you get a chance to win the thing. Nope. Uh, usually it's one to two games per day that shift in and out. So, you know, Monday will be a free game. And then Tuesday at 10 a.m., that game goes away and a new game shows up. And then Wednesday at 10 a.m., that game, you know, it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah, a lot of free games. Uh, Lethal Migraine mentions uh, Prime, uh, Amazon Prime Gaming. If you've got Amazon Prime, you've got Amazon Prime Gaming. Uh, set that account up. Link it to all of your other accounts. There's not only free games, but there's free uh, you know, I want to say DLC, but like free other things for that game. Destiny, every month, there was free in-game items that they would give me because I was an Amazon Prime customer. Uh, and it's not just with Destiny. There's a ton of different things that they offer stuff with. So, yeah. It's good stuff. It really, really is. AC Wraith says... Steam likes developers to spread out their sales, so what's on sale now might not get a Black Friday discount. This is true. Uh, usually, though, it almost always happens at the holidays. I mean, I know it, but like whatever's on sale now probably will be on sale again at the holidays. Don't take that as truth, you know, right down to it because it's not going to probably won't work for every game. But yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, Steam hasn't given away anything in a long time. I love the summer camp event where they let you buy with participation tickets. I don't remember that. I Steam used to gamify their sales, and now they don't. Steam used to make sales exciting because you didn't know what was going to be on sale. You didn't know if it might go lower throughout the sale. It felt like this very fluid thing that was constantly changing. You had your daily deals, which was a page of specific titles that had dropped cheaper than what they normally were on sale for. So they went even lower. Then you had your quick deals, which were like, hey, these deals are only going to be around for six hours. So get those because in six hours, we're changing them up. You know, it was like three different uh, titles that would just switch in and out as to what they were on sale for. But you didn't know what they were. Uh, that all stopped and man, I wish I knew what it was. I wish I knew what happened to make that stop because it wasn't like it, they phased it out. It just stopped we had it one time for a sale. And then when another sale rolled around, we're all like, Hey, I wonder what the theme's going to be. And then they changed it. Uh, they gamified it to a sense where you got put on a team and depending on how much you played or how much you bought or, I can't remember what the other factors were. Your team made progress and you were on like team green, team blue, team red. And I think team yellow was another one. Uh, so they gamified it that way. And now it's just like, eh, it's the sale and we're giving away, you know, stickers and things like that, that you can add to your account, all digital type stuff. Uh, they really, really took away the, I don't know, the fun of it. I mean, the sales are still fantastic, but there's something fun about that time. I don't know. Maybe we data mined it to death. And that's like, well, we might as well just something. I feel like something happened. Um, 
because they just don't do that anymore. Whatever the sale price is, that's the sale price uh, for that particular sale. It doesn't go lower than that during the sale, whereas previous, it was possible. And maybe that was the case. Maybe it was like, man, we, we can't keep doing this. Uh, because we're selling these at one price, and then the next day they drop, and somebody's hitting us up saying, but I just paid this. Can I get this cheaper now? And maybe they got tired of dealing with that. I really don't know. But uh, but it's just not what it was anymore. So, Which is fine. The sale's still there, and that's really all, all that matters. So, We're going to be right back with more of in-game chat here. We've got music from a game called Distrust. Uh, it is the main theme from that game. We'll be back with more of in-game chat right after this. Welcome back to In-Game Chat. Music from Castlevania, Dawn of Sorrow. Uh, It says Gloomy something. I don't know what the rest of the thing says. Gloomy, and then... So that's the track name for you. Tried to make it as Halloween-y as possible, I suppose. Halloween-y as possible. Uh, let's see. AC Wraith says, apparently the event was in 2011. It's hard to find because Steam has since ran many events with the same name. Plus, there's the unrelated Steam Educational Camp, which is basically just STEM, uh, with arts and humanities in it as well. Uh, 
Yeah, this yeah, it goes back a ways. And honestly, it was oh man, I would say it's probably around the time that Left for Dead came out. I remember that being an amazing sale. Uh Left for Dead or Left for Dead Two, I can't remember. Um So yeah. Oh my god, he's here. He got my he he I threw up the bat signal and he showed up. He's a, <laughs> you're a little late there, Batman. Uh, I know. No, we're kind of having like a Halloween event at my house. I figured, man, we, and I'm so sorry to interrupt. I, you know, I thought about that when hey, I. This is this is we have the uh, Mimi and the and the Papa over, so we have. Um, Plenty you know, of babysitters. Kind of little, yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and of course, of course, I I'd love to come on and help you out for a few as minutes I can. Uh, I just so happen to have something to talk about. I don't know if you're in the middle of a conversation at all, but. Um, we just got back from a break, and before oh. you before you jumped in, uh, we talked very briefly about City Skylines because I saw mm-hmm. you playing it. And I technically wasn't playing it; I was idling in it. <laughs> so, did you, did you have the time paused in the game, or was it doing something, or what were you doing? Oh no, I was. It was my city was actively alive okay. and doing stuff. Um, it, the way that you level up in the game is much, much different than the first game. So, oh god, is it instead, time gate stuff? Not, not really. It's XP based. Is XP so, stuff is, based on time? No. Okay. It's based on. Actually, I shouldn't say that because you do get some XP every so often when your city people are happy. Um, so that's kind of related to time, but it's mostly related to actually building. Okay. So you place things down on your map. Um, the more valuable an item is, the more XP you get. Okay. And then the more XP you get, the more you level up. And you have, I think there's 20 levels mm-hmm. to get to the the final Metropolis right. uh, ranking. I, can't, I, can't, I'm, I think I'm like four or five away at this point. But yeah, you leave it on and you just accumulate XP over time. And you just cross your fingers that like a meteor doesn't hit your city. That's what I was wondering. Is like, um, don't I mean it's a city management system. Leaving it to run by itself, wouldn't you need to like make sure? uh Oh, we got traffic problems over here that need to be done, or uh, you know, pollution has gotten into. I mean, do you have to come in and check on it periodically, or what's the deal? Yeah, pretty much. You, you, I mean, I left it on the other night. Oh, the other thing too is money. So like, you you get into a positive uh, cash flow, and then over time, and it just accumulates. Like, I think I have banked. I think I'm at a half a billion dollars right now, and that's from leaving it on two nights in a row. Wow. Um, So, yeah, and I don't have a a big seat at all. I I think I have, I think I just crossed 75K. I was wondering. Near 80K. Yeah, I was wondering because I know as population increases, that's when people seem to run into, you know, problems. Um, Not not talking about um, mechanic, game mechanic problems, talking about performance problems. So performance, that's... That's something I wanted and, to talk to you about, and it, and yeah. Yeah, it's there. It's very apparent as soon as you launch the game. What are your specs you again? Um, I have a 3090, and I, I cannot remember what my CPU is. 32 gigs of RAM. Uh, but I've read I that the bottleneck is the GPU on any of this. Whereas I want to say the last game, City Skylines 1, I think was very CPU intensive as far as your population was concerned. Um, but I can't remember. 
they both they both appear to be super CPU intensive. I mean, my fans are blasting like constantly through the entire while it's up, and uh, no no game really does that for me except for Skylines. Yeah. So I think I got a Ryzen fifty eight hundred X. That's what I'm running. Okay. Well, I've got a I've got a Ryzen thirty seven hundred X. I think. Um. And I think that's what I've got. And then, of course, I got a 3080, and I got 64 gigs of RAM. There's um, there's two settings you can adjust immediately that will give, bump you up into, like, the 30 FPS. Because that's the thing. Like, you turn it on, and you're getting, like, 12, 15 FPS, and you're like, what is this? Bad, like, what, yeah. what is, it's really bad. And then um, you turn off two settings, and it gets you to 30, and that makes it manageable. And But if it starts to rain or something, then you're going to start to feel it a little bit more. I know. Uh, I know. Even, I mean, people with like just top of the line cards or the more expensive, like the 40 series are running into the issues, especially as your population gets bigger or it snows or it rains or, you know, anything like that starts to, to eat into it. So I know they put a patch out recently that actually did some good on the performance end of things. I don't know if you saw anything with it, with that patch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I already turned off the two settings that I think was doing most of it. Uh, most now, I'm trying to remember what the two settings were. Are you running? What are you, was, what are you field running? Field of vision. Yeah, depth of field. Depth of field. Yeah, and something else. What are you? Uh, are you running it at 4K, 1080? What are you running it at? Uh, ultra wide. So it's. Ooh. Uh, that's God. the other thing too. Yeah. Which I, I'm, I'm not the. My reaction is not, uh, you know, like, ooh, ow, that's cutting in. My react, my reaction is, ooh, that must look really good. <laughs> it still looks great. I mean, um, again, when I first booted it, there was like jagged ed- edges on stuff. Yeah, it look, it did not look like an upgrade from the first game, which I had just kind of been done playing with because they they kept releasing DLC for it. Yeah. Um. So I had a fresh view of that in my mind and when i got this i was like oh bummer and there's a bunch of other bummer stuff too like quality of life stuff that um is really apparent coming from the first game uh the first one that comes to mind is uh pedestrian bridges like so the first one was such a traffic you know simulator Mm -hmm. game that you had to make sure that pedestrians weren't stopping you know, walking across crosswalks and causing traffic jams. So you always have to build pedestrian bridges over your, your roads. And so I was preemptively doing that. But for whatever reason, the scale in which they allow you to rise off the ground, it takes up like nine cells to get like a ramp to go over your over like a normal street. And when you think about like nine cells, when you think about like a block, that's almost a full block like a grid that you know some people base their cities on so it it doesn't really do you much good if you do a three by three type yeah it's 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 difficult to to do that in in tight spaces you need to have the room to do that and then of course you have these super long bridges now that don't look aesthetically appealing you know from when you're trying to make things like look good um so that's my first complaint out of the out of the gate, but this is your um, first city that you started working on, I would imagine, right? It uh, is Dukeville, I believe, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's exactly what it's called. It's, it, it tells me that on either Steam, I think I think it's on the Steam chat uh, mm-hmm. on the app because I had sent you some message there. It says 
Uh, it still shows you as being asleep. Oh, no, now it says online. Now it says online. Never mind. Uh, but, yeah, it gave me all this information about what you were doing. It told me what your population was. It told me uh, the city you were you were building, which I think was Dukeville. And, yeah, uh, it gave me all of that information in, in the Steam chat app. Yep. Yeah, it looks I, – I see a couple of my friends playing right now, and I can see, you know, that they're building or, or – bulldozing whatever whatever it yeah. is that they're doing um kind of nice you know, there's a couple of games that that kind of share that information it shows like happiness of your people too i oh, think okay. that. um but yeah the i think counter-strike is another game that kind of shows you gives like, you a lot of detail about what they're actually doing yeah it's a nice little nugget thing it is in the steam it is it is and I'm, I'm glad you're i'm you know i'm glad you got a, did you get the uh big collector's edition thing or what'd you do i did only i mean coming from the first game i bought all the dlc that followed it up you knew it was gonna happen yeah exactly and did you see the stuff they're gonna i saw this uh, i saw this last night the um the the uh oh god what is that it's the the, like 2500 assets that they're going to be given that you're just going to get for free Oh, um, I, I didn't hear that at all. I'm, I've been heads down on my my city trying to get to a hundred thousand people, and I haven't really been paying attention to what's got, coming. They've um, got they've got some creators who are working on buildings and assets for different for eight different regions, um, or is it six different regions? I can't remember, but it's a lot of stuff you're going to be getting, and it's all going to be free. Uh, it'll be Japan, Germany, East Coast USA, West Coast USA. Um, there was a couple of other like regional things, so you're going to get buildings from those areas. Uh, but 2,500 plus different assets and creation tools and all this other stuff. So it's yeah, Let's go. all yeah. free. So I mean, they're going to be good, and it's and obviously it's going through the Paradox uh, mod system thing or whatever they're doing since they dropped Steam. Um, the Steam Workshop okay. stuff that's coming too. Whatever their workshop is, so we'll be closely monitoring what the what mods i i did heavily mod um city skyline one i mean you had to yeah there was so many things the the traffic i mean it became i think that's what they were trying to do with the second game is not make it just traffic simulator 2.0 because that's what the first game ended up being it just you spent 90 percent of your time managing traffic you could Mm -hmm. i mean the mods that you that were available you could control you know left hand to right hand turn you know, whatever lane you're in, banning, you know, crossing over certain line, like you, it was the detail to make sure that if you were in a lane that it that lane has you going a certain way, rather than having the AI try to figure out, you know, where it's going to go. Yeah, and they built they to their credit. There's a lot of those tools built into the core game of City Skylines too. Like there's no left hand turn or no right hand turn stuff, um, but. <laughs> the cars aren't following it <laughs> so it's kind of broken right now um because i have i have left hand i use left hand band signs all the time and cars just blow through it like they just <laughs> they, they don't go pay right attention through to that stuff no they don't pay attention to that that's broken um what else is broken oh the seaports are broken oh wow yeah um that it took a while for me to figure that out um until i went to reddit and found out that you just have to delete or no, you don't have to delete it. You just have to move it and then move it back, and that fixes and it. And that fixes it? Oh, great. What has um, been uh, in, in your – I'm not going to look at the Steam reviews or anything, but as far as you looking up uh, situations on, on forums or Reddit or something like that, what is the consensus among people who are playing it? Uh, are they generally 
satisfied or, or, or I mean, are they hopeful about it or are they disappointed uh, in it? You know, it's one of those things like I got a friend playing with right now and he like wrote a negative review the first two hours he had the game and he's like, you know, performance. I have a 40, 90, you know, I'm getting 11 frames, you know, with a, with a, with a, uh, just a, an, uh, blank map. Um, hmm. and you know, he's got like 50 hours logged already. Right. So he's still, he's still playing through it, chugging them. I'm talking to him about it. Right. Like we're enjoying you just wrote game. a negative <laughs> review, but you're still playing the thing. Right. The, the point of the negative review is to recommend it to other people. And I think the fans of the first game, there's gonna, they're going to have no problem kind of blasting through this rocky start. And they have pretty much confident. They have confidence in the team to fix and listen to the. I do as well. Listen to the group. So I don't think there's really. I think that's the other thing, too. It's like a group of 30 developers, right? Like this is what we're talking about. It ain't we're a big team. About, yeah, it ain't a big we're team. We're talking about EA. We're not talking about, uh, you know, another studio that just has time and money on their hands I think this, this is out of sweden of 30 people colossal order i believe um, and um yeah they i mean they'll, they'll they'll fix they'll listen and fix what's what's broken there's a lot of things that are broken um and i and again coming from a polished game like when did the first game release at this point it's been it was shortly after Ooh. the 2013 disaster of SimCity, right it was yeah so if 2013 was the sim city disaster i would say 14 or 15 probably 15 when that one hit um, I mean, I can tell you real quick. I was looking it up to 2015, March 10th. Yeah. So it was two years after 2015. Um, the EA version, and they basically took over the the city builder. Like oh, they they name. completely they saved the they single handedly saved city builders after what SimCity had done uh, yep. to city builders. Just Which is ironic a little bit too, because right. a lot of the complaints with the Sim, the Sim City game was not only that it was always on, which Steam is always on. Like we've come, you know, that's I think people are pretty much accepting, you know, digital distribution at this point that you're always connected. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is they were selling DLC, like, and and I don't think City Skylines ever did this, to, you know, egregiously, but they were selling like, and this is a total example, but they were like. EA would put up like a, you can buy the Statue of Liberty for two dollars, and that can be like a, a thing you can have in your in your city. Um, and people like hated that. But City Skylines devs released huge packs yeah. after the fact that people ate up, and those were five ninety nine. You know, I think some of them were nine ninety nine. But it was more than ones. just one item. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yep, it was a whole experience. Like, it, and it changed the dynamics of the of the map too. Like, they added industries and they added um, economy. You know, they uh, banking, yeah, um, and that kind of thing. I remember I picked up. Uh, I went to the humble bundle and grabbed a bunch of stuff. I don't know how long ago. I think it was over the summer uh, or something. I grabbed a ton of stuff uh, that they had. In fact, what am I missing? I'm looking here to see what I'm missing. I'm missing the plazas and promenades. That's a nice. That's a nice aesthetic one. That yeah. And it currently would only cost me twelve bucks to add that to uh, my first the the first game. So, uh, well, let me and and let me ask you this. Uh, I don't know if you got to get back, but let me ask you on on city skylines just to kind of wrap that up. Uh, for me, I don't own it yet. I don't know when I'll pick it up. I'm kind of waiting for some of the bugs, I guess, to get worked out. But I know this uh, this is a process, and I'll probably be waiting a while. But is this something I should hold off on, or should I go ahead and get it now? Your no, recommendation. 
I think waiting a few, wait, let them, let them. I mean, if you're an absolute diehard, you know, I think most of those people already purchased it. But if you're on the fence, there's no, there's no point in, in picking it up right now. You wait a couple of weeks, let them release the patches. Especially, we got the Thanksgiving Steam sale coming up. I'm not expecting a huge discount for this game, but you might see like five or ten percent. Um, and that might be like a really good time to pick it up. Yeah. And then, of course, if, if you don't pick it up then, then you get the, the Christmas. holiday sale. Yeah. yeah, that's coming up. Um, so you got two or more opportunities to kind of, you know, gauge. But um, but I'm having a blast with it, you know, even through some of the the headaches of just right. placing stuff. And um, and the performance stuff, you know, you, you take off the, the field of view and uh, or the depth of field, whatever that is. And it, it kind of it makes it playable and makes it makes it as smooth as it as uh, you'd expect it to be let me ask you another question before we let you go as far as the um i, I don't do you have a, you have a ps5 i don't yet. okay because i was going to ask if you were playing spider-man 2 and then my next question is where are you with alan wake 2 so alan wake 2 will be my christmas game purchase okay um, pc i guess uh, yeah, that'll be on PC. Um, that'll I'll hopefully be able to kind of snag that and go through that during the Christmas break. And that is a looker, um, so man. Not, Have you seen that thing? Looks it just, does look great. I ooh. I expect it to to look as great as Callisto Protocol because Callisto Protocol was the definitive next gen game that I I think that I still think that in my eyes it's the best looking game. I was I've watching uh, Digital Foundry. I, I, I bookmarked the video for it, but it's Digital Foundry was doing that and saying that this is one of the most uh, technically demanding or technically advanced. Dem- I don't. I don't know. Like you, this is this is a really good looking game if you've got the gear to run it uh, at its at its best, um, being 4K and everything else. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they were they, and and what they were showing off was just really looked really good. Um, yep. As far as the looks on it, I don't know about how it. You know, I loved Alan Wake. I loved the first one. Uh, I haven't. I never. I didn't play Control. Um, I recently went back to Alan Wake to play it, and I did not like it at all. <laughs> oh my god, that was my experience as well. That was a hundred percent my experience. I played it on Xbox when it first came out. It was an exclusive to Xbox. It was. It was I played it on released. PC. Uh, I have it on Xbox, but I I, th- I went back and played it on PC because I got it in a Steam sale or something, and I oh, enjoyed yeah. it on that. But then I picked up the remastered, and I hated it. Yeah, I I recently went through. Let's see, I'm looking at my Steamer. I played last played 2020, um, so that's when I went through it again, and I hated. Um, I had a very frustrating experience with it. However, the DLC American Nightmare felt like an entirely new game that's what i had heard i never i didn't play i own it but i didn't play the dlc just because a lot of people said like oh it's completely it's not you know it's not what it is not what the first game is you need to kind of look at it as a separate entity type thing yeah Um, it's a little bit there's not there's no more action oriented i think yeah and there's a lot of repetitiveness in uh, the DLC, but it's native to the PC, so you can you can clearly tell that the first the Alan Wake game was a port. I didn't play the remastered, obviously, because that's probably a different feel. But um, it 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 doesn't play. You know, it's very you know you know you can tell it's a port when you're playing a, a PC game and the cutscenes don't look 
like the in-game right. that you just experienced. They just dropped like, the, the quality just dropped. Yeah, like they imported just the video. Uh-huh. They didn't they didn't they didn't remaster the video on it. They only remastered <laughs> the part you play. Everything else it's like, why do we need to remaster this? It's just the video. Put the video in. Yeah, that that so that and the controls I didn't feel played very well, but the the American Nightmare one played very well. Um and then I I, I like the Stephen King story of Alan Wake, and I'm a horror guy as it is, so I will be p- playing that. As for as for Spider Man, um, I don't have a PS5. I need one because I'm building um, uh, a theater in my basement, and I need a I need a I need a 4K Blu-ray player at some point, and it only makes sense to to get the PS5 when that is finished up. But Spider Man is on Steam. The first game. The first game, yes. Which means we're since it's since Spider Man Two is released on PS Five, the countdown is on for the PC release. Exactly. Probably and I next year. The first game yet, and I haven't finished Miles yet, so I'm going to be doing both on my Steam Deck at some point during the holiday as well. Okay. So that'll be that'll be more of a catch up thing. But those are must play games, and those those are at the top of my backlog to yeah. play that I just haven't gotten around. Do to. you have a Switch? I don't. Okay. Nope. Wasn't sure. Deck, you know, we, right I hadn't I hadn't jumped into it yet, and I'm about to take a break and, and let you go as well. But uh, the amount of really great games that just got released: Spider Man Two on the PS5, Super Mario mm-hmm. Wonder on the Nintendo Switch, and uh, Alan Wake Two likely to be up there as well on PC. Uh, this is just a you know we've talked about this before. It has been a yeah. very good year for gaming. I said it a couple of weeks ago on your show. I said yep. it's the best uh, released game year since 2007 was the year that I that I pulled out. Yep. A lot of trade, a lot of you know benchmark titles released that year as well. It really, really is. Well, Steve, thanks so much for uh, running in to uh, to help out here during your 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 Halloween stuff that you got going on at home. So no problem at all. Yeah, it's good to have a time and talk and and catch up and. You know, I wish I saw it a little earlier. That's all. That's no problem. No problem. <laughs> My fault for not getting in touch with you sooner. Uh, well, you take care and enjoy City Skylines, and uh, we'll talk to you again some other time, man. Have a good one, okay? All right, you too, Scott. Take See care. Bye. Bye-bye. We're going to be right back with more of in-game chat right after this. Got music here from Dead by Daylight. It is uh, chase music. However, this is the Dead by Daylight when they added Michael Myers of the Halloween franchise into uh, the game. So the chase music is the Halloween chase music. Very repetitive, but also really, really good. We'll be right back with more of in-game chat after this.
Welcome back into the show. This is music from the NES Friday the 13th. Uh, it's just the map for uh, Crystal Lake. That's all it is. Where Jason wore purple jumpsuits. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the show. So, I don't know kind of how we want to wrap things up. I'll, I'll hit some news here and there um, that we've got. Or that I've got lined up here. I, you know, talked about city skylines to death. So let's go over some other stuff here. Um, <clears throat> Steam sale, we talked about that. Skull and Bones from Ubisoft is delayed again. That shouldn't even be news. The news should be Skull and Bones has released. That's it. We shouldn't hear about Skull and Bones ever again until it actually releases. If they give it a release date, that should not be news. Because they've done that like seven times now. Just if it releases, that's when the news comes out. Hey, Skull and Bones, available now. That's it. I don't care about reviews. You can do those reviews after it releases, whatever. I just, it's not coming out. They moved it to early 2024. If you want to mark this, that I'm saying it right now. It'll get delayed again. It won't make early 2024. Um, I'm probably wrong. I don't know. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder became the fastest selling Mario game ever in Europe. Um, that game has gotten a lot of great reviews. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Not only just a lot of great reviews, but just praise all over. Um, a contender for game of the year. Uh, with a lot of others that have been on that list as well. Uh, because, what did we find out? I believe Spider-Man 2 was the fastest-selling PlayStation Studios game ever. Uh, so, yeah, that's up there for Game of the Year. And apparently it is now the PlayStation 5's definitive technical showcase is Spider-Man 2. Um, it assumes the throne as the console's most technically impressive game to date. Um, said the same thing about God of War Ragnarok last fall. Uh, but there's always something, of course, coming out later on that can, you know, take that throne again. Insomniac Games has brought to bear all of its experience developing for the PS5. This is the studio's fourth project for the platform, following Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. The two previous after that was Marvel's Spider-Man, or, or at least the remaster, and then uh, the Miles Morales, which was a cross-generational game. This is the first one that is, I say the first one, uh, because I think Rift Apart may have only been PlayStation 5 as well, but it, I don't know. In Rift Apart, which debuted exclusively on PS5, Insomniac showed what it could do when it didn't have to worry about supporting older hardware. Um, so, yeah. And the Spider-Man, let's see, the studio has built upon that work with Spider-Man 2, making even better use of the SSD to allow for instantaneous fast travel and other remarkable transitions. Um, it looks amazing, or at least uh, the, the rendering of New York City looks amazing. Uh, the ray tracing and all that stuff. Uh, they got two different graphic modes in the game, the performance mode and the fidelity mode. So... I'm looking, to, I don't know, I'll switch between the two, but normally I stick to the, oh, God, that game looks good. <laughs> um, 
normally I would stick to performance, although I have a slider I'm looking at here, and I'm like, man, really the only difference I'm seeing in the slider is how much traffic is in the streets. So, yeah. And there's a lot to look at here. Uh, I haven't really tried to go through this article that I'm reading about, but really good technical showcase for the PlayStation 5, Spider-Man 2 is. Um, what else do we have? See Skylines again. Oh, yeah, there was a, um optical disk drive announced for the PlayStation 5 Slim. But they found out that you have to connect to the internet to use it. The upcoming PlayStation 5 Slim has popped up online, and with that comes fresh information about how the optical disc uh, drive will work with the digital edition of the console. Uh, but if you've got a digital edition of the console, why would you offer an optical disc drive if it's not... Huh. So, yeah, apparently the smaller PS5 design comes with one terabyte of storage for the PS5 and PS5 Digital Edition. Um, The new model provides the option to add an Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive to the PS5 Digital Edition. If you buy the Digital Edition, you can add the Blu-ray disc drive uh, later on, as it's going to also be sold separately for $80. Once inventory of the current PS5 model is uh, sold out, the new PS5 will become the only model um, available. So the digital edition will be 450. The edition with the disk drive will be 500. Does it? So wait a second. I, maybe I'm confused. The console is only going to be available. Even if you buy it with the disk drive, it's not built in. You're just getting that disk drive extra that you can then plug into it. Is that what I'm reading? Is that is that the gist that I'm getting here? Is that the two options are the digital version or the digital version with a disk drive attachment? Is that what I'm is that what I'm seeing? Huh. Really weird that you got to have an internet connection to run an optical disk drive. But such is the times that we live, I suppose. Uh, let's see more. Oh, man. Okay. The Xbox Partner Preview Showcase that took place earlier this week is like a 30-minute. First off, I'm fine with this. It was a 30-minute video showing trailer after trailer. There was no Talky talky, it was all showy showy. And that's always good when it comes to video game stuff. Stop talking, show me. And if you have to talk, show me while you talk. But don't put a person up there who's just going to talk for a while and not show any gameplay or anything. Uh, so we got the Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which looks like it's, it's like you run a tropical resort. It's Animal Crossing, and you run the place. It looked a lot like that, but it looked like, you know, upscale Animal Crossing, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there was some kitty-type stuff in there, but, I mean, the look of it is nice. Um, But I don't necessarily know that I would do that. 
Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Power Wash Simulator developer Future Lab unveiled a new game called Ikaro Will Not Die. It's a spiritual successor to their Velocity series um, that, it promo- that promises satisfying flow state roguelike action. But we really didn't see a lot of gameplay with it that I know that I know of. Still Wakes the Deep. Uh, this was from the Amnesia developers, uh, the Chinese room. It is a narrative-driven driven first-person horror uh, that seems to take place on a 1970s set North Sea oil rig that seems abandoned, but maybe not. Got a look at RoboCop Rogue City. Nyeh. Dungeons of Hinterberg. Players socialize and dungeon dive across the once sleepy Austrian mountain resort that gives the game its name. It's due out next year. It's got a Game Pass launch, so that'll be available. Spirit of the North 2. Um, I remember seeing Spirit of the North 1, but I was surprised that we had already gotten a sequel for it or that it did well enough that we were getting a sequel. Showed off uh, Metal Gear Solid Green Triangle Snake Eater, and it's so it's such a long title, and it's so weird to say. Um but it's basically a th- remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, so, yeah, we did get some first in-game footage, including a little bit of gameplay. Doesn't look half bad, but yeah. Manor Lords, a strategy game that sees players attempting to rustle up a thriving medieval town. In-depth city building, large-scale tactical battles, plus complex economic and social simulations. If you like that sort of thing, it's launching on PC for the 25th of April next year, and it's also a day one Game Pass release. I might take a look at it on Game Pass. Kind of, it was kind of interesting. That's where I also saw the finals, or at least a trailer for the finals, um, that is now in a beta until November 5th. We got Ark Survival Ascended. Um. They said it's a controversial remake of Ark Survival Evolved. I don't know why it's controversial. I can't remember what the deal was on that as to why it is. It's certainly a late reveal considering the game enters Steam Early Access that same day, or at least should have. It's still nowhere to be seen hours after the announcement. Uh, then we got Alan Wake 2. Some, uh, a launch trailer for Alan Wake 2, and that game is currently out now. Uh, so there, that's what we got from the Xbox uh, preview partner showcase thing. Uh, we also got news that Amazon's Fallout series will be released next April. They did a little trailer for that as well. American McGee says that the Alice franchise is dead. He is really trying to make sure that everybody knows that it is done. Um, people keep asking me, it's done. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where that's what he became known for. And that's fine that he did. But now everybody's asking, when are you going to do another one? When are you going to do another one? It is basically a card that he could hand to any group of people that just says, it's dead. You know, stop asking me the question. Just know that it's dead. Um, it's not coming back. So, and that's fine. I don't mind that. But come on, man. You can work on some other games, right? You got more than just Alice in there. You can do some more stuff. Uh, Squadron 42, we got to look at that, which is from Star Citizen. Um, 
I, it looked a, it looked rough to me. I should go back and watch it, but some of the, I guess that Uncanny Valley thing or something about some of the characters that were in it looked a little rough. Over a decade after announcing Star Citizen, Star Citizen, Chris Roberts finally declared that its Squadron 42 single-player campaign, which is just a piece of the bigger persistent universe of Star Citizen, uh, which, by the way, has raised over $600 million in crowdfunding, is feature complete and entering the polish phase. No release date has been announced, and polishing may take some time, but Chris Roberts warns in a nearly 30-minute trailer celebrating the milestone... Um, that that's just going to be the case. He'll refrain from trying to guess a release date. Who knows with Star Citizen? But the video does give a wide-ranging tour of a big and complete-looking single-player campaign with space combat, first-person shooting, and performance-captured war speeches. Here's the biggest takeaways from the Squadron 42 thing that we've seen so far. They really went wild with celebrity actors. Yes, they did. The puzzles look straight out of Half-Life 2. Uh, we're not blown away by the space combat. This comes from PCGamer.com, by the way. No surprises in the first-person shooting. Uh, but maybe stunning planetary approaches can carry it. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Looks interesting, but I I I know it was a long trailer. I just haven't uh, I haven't looked at looked at it though. That's the one. Yeah, twenty six minutes. Uh, just Google Squadron 42, and you can find the trailer for... Ooh, that looks really good if that's gameplay, but I don't know if that's gameplay. That was really good. Yeah. But again, I'm I'm a little bit Starfield shy, I should say, at the moment. Um, so, what else we got? Media Molecule is the latest PlayStation Studio to be hit with layoffs. And this is after they decided that they would not be doing any more with uh, the Dreams game. They were going to do some more support for it and stuff like that, but that is now off the table. They are done with that. So, uh, Let's see. Starfield helped Xbox achieve record-breaking game revenue for quarter one. Then it says, but it's not all good news. Well, then what's the bad news? According to the data published by the company behind Xbox, its gaming arm generated just over $3.9 billion during the period running from July 1st to September 30th. That increased 9% year-on-year for them in terms of overall gaming revenue. That makes it Xbox's highest-earning quarter one ever, with the numbers being acknowledged as record-breaking. Yeah, and you're going to have Starfield to thank for that in some way. Um but I don't know that it's that great because the Steam reviews for Starfield have just kind of ticked down further. Um, The most noteworthy uh, was Starfield to arrive during that period. Last month, Bethesda stated that the game was the biggest launch in its history. With Xbox's quarter one content and services revenue, a number which is influenced by the performance of Game Pass, it went up up by 13%. But things weren't all rosy. The hardware revenue, so in other words, people aren't buying the console, that dipped by 7% compared to last year. However, Microsoft does not provide concrete figures for console sales in the quarterly results. Though it did cite the number of Xbox consoles sold this quarter as being lower than previous marks. So that's where the, the bad news was, is that nobody's buying the hardware, but people are buying the software. So, yeah. 
you'll you'll figure out a way to to work on that because I believe what in those those leaks that we got way back when there are plans for a um oh what's it called when you do something like midway through the develop not the development but midway through the life cycle um uh, like a revamp or something like that uh, I don't want to call it a 2.0 type thing but you know Xbox Series X revised you know I, what would the second what's what are they going to make next at least with Sony it's like it's the fourth one here's the fifth one it's the sixth one it's the sixth one pro okay where do you go with X with Series X Series X part 2 I don't know Series X Series 2 how about that I don't know where they're going to go with that or how they're going to do that but there is some sort of like a mid-life refreshing of the system where you know you'll get some upticks in performance or output or whatever the case may be um and then of course they'll release the next version of the console way down the line there so i don't know i don't know how that's going to work or if that is all going to work so um this article comes from pc gamer again it says alan wake 2 is a stunning example of what the future of pc gaming looks like uh, but they say that only is on nvidia the RTX 40 series features come together to make something beautiful in Alan Wake 2. Um, however, that is only if you have an NVIDIA card. Reminds me of Starfield, where they did an eh, AMD deal, and here's what you get. But they're working on making it, you know, making it take advantage of what NVIDIA has to offer on their graphics cards. So, uh, wow, man, that is a really demanding game Alan Wake 2 uh, turn off DLSS and frame gen and even on RTX 4080 you can't really stomach the game at full bore 4080 man is up there um, as far as your 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 graphics card stuff and yeah I'm amazed that it's a card that hasn't been out too long but that we already have games that are like yeah, pushing it to the limit. Best wait for the next revision of cards before you can run some of these games that are out now or that are just now coming out. I love PC gaming. I hate the advancement of technology or at least the speed at which it advances because it is essentially buying a car. The minute you buy your graphics card, it is already depreciated you know the the, it's already uh not obsolete i won't say that but you know what i'm saying it's already sort of like eh, it's last year because something is always going to be on the horizon better as far as your graphics card stuff and that's something else to say if you're in the market for by the way speaking of being in the market for stuff 23rd i think 24th 24th is black friday so we are now less than a month away from Black Friday. We, some people have already started on some of their sales. I know Best Buy did some stuff, but you know it's going to get, more stuff is going to get added to it. More stores are going to participate. We'll get the spreadsheet back. We'll start getting all that stuff done uh, and start tracking what we're going to see. Mostly it's going to be in the games, but I'm going to have my eye on other things like your monitors, like your PC components. 
um, like your accessory stuff for your consoles or even just your other stuff for your consoles like uh, PlayStation VR 2 or um, what else? The Quest 2 and Quest 3, stuff like that that's going to be that you're going to see start uh, uh, dropping down in price for Black Friday. So that is upcoming. That is something we are going to do. Um, as we've always done, is to kind of keep you ahead of what stores are selling what for what price and if you kind of want to go after them, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, uh, coming up on the end of the episode here. And I just realized the music that we're going to go out to happens to be from Alice Madness Returns. So anyway, that is going to wrap it up for me. I hope you have a fantastic Halloween Uh, It is the Halloween weekend, Halloween on Tuesday. I hope uh, everything is great for you for Halloween. Have a great one. Have a safe one as well. And thank you, everybody, for joining us in the uh, chat room. Thank you for Chris for calling in on Discord. Thanks, Steve, for taking a break from your Halloween festivities and joining us as well. And thank all of you. I don't know what you guys were doing this afternoon, but thank you guys for uh, joining in on the show. Don't forget to grab us each week off of iTunes. We put the video up on YouTube. All of this stuff's going up tomorrow. Uh, So enjoy that. Uh, Join us on Steam. Join us on YouTube. We're all over the place. Have a great one. We'll see you next Saturday. Back with RJ, by the way. Music from Alice, Madness Returns, the main theme. Have a great one. Happy Halloween. (laughs) 